Hey everybody, Chris here. Before we get going, I wanted to say a big thank you and a happy birthday to us. We're two years old today. When I decided to go ahead with this podcast two years ago, I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know if people would continue to listen past episode one or two, or if I'd even continue to make it. But making it has become a lot of different things to me. It's fulfilled part of my creative urges. It's become an incredible source of my own continuing education. And maybe most important, it's become my connection to this tribe that we're building. Uh, It took 15 months to March of 2017 for us to reach 100,000 downloads. And nine months later, today, with this episode, we're going to hit 300,000 downloads. A million this year? Could happen. Sounds crazy, but could happen. Thanks to all of you. Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, 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 What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Chris Hampton. And I'm Nate Drolet. And together we form the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Um, I am purple. Green Ranger. You're the Green Ranger. All right. Since we've got that settled, we can just move on. Uh, we're about to head to Chattanooga here shortly for our uh, kind of one-off special. Maybe it won't be a one-off. Maybe we'll do it again. Um, special workshop at Crux Conditioning, our guy Paul Corsaro's gym, um, applied body tension and kettlebells. Paul's going to wreck some people with the kettlebells, um, which in, I'm pretty in good excited ways. about. Yeah, in good ways. Yeah. Good wrecking. Um, but, you know, it's that time of year. It's, uh, fuck, is it already mid-December? It, it is. It's like, it's already in double digits in December. It's the 8th. Is it? Oh yeah, tomorrow's the ninth. I was thinking we were just past the ninth. Okay, so we're not there yet. We got time. We got time, folks. Um, but it's that time of year where people start thinking about their goals for next year. There's this whole bullshit New Year's resolution thing that people do that I try not to participate in. And if you love it, it's not bullshit. Well, yeah, it is. But you can love it. That's okay. I'm all right with that. Uh, do you make resolutions? Uh, not really, no. Okay, good. Then it's bullshit. Uh, yes. <laughs> I am the authority here. But there is some value, I believe, in setting goals. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I think it's a complicated process. And there's, you know, if you start looking at the science, just like in any other aspect of existence, then it gets even more complicated. And so let's talk about it. Um, first off, should we should we even set goals? Um, yes. <laughs> that was so nice and <laughs> so calm. Uh, you made me believe it. Yeah. You know, I if you don't have goals, like you're I mean, it, it depends. Like if you don't want to get better, if you don't want to improve and you really don't want to like go anywhere with things 
then yeah, you don't need goals. Like for instance, I don't need to set goals on my pizza consumption for the year because I know <laughs> I'm already killing it and it's going to happen. I don't need to improve that. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't beat perfection. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm so with you there. I'd say there are a lot of things that maybe you don't need to set goals for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to improve, I think goals are a useful tool. Yeah, and why can't we just improve in a linear fashion? I mean, why why not just because we like it, we're going to improve at it? Because um, it doesn't work, unfortunately. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, it would be. But, I mean, humans are wired for routine. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's just what we do. Whether we Whether we set that routine ourselves and we, you know, we do it on purpose or not, we're still creatures of habit, creatures of routine. You know, it's just what we do. And if you think about your own life, you'll see that there are a lot of routines that you go through that may not be things that you intend to be a routine, but they are. You know, I think I think we all do that. And even if that routine is constant variability, I mean, if you need to be in a different place every month and you just travel around constantly, that's your routine. Yeah. You know, it may not seem like a routine because it's different all the time, but your routine is it has to be different all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think if we want to improve, we have to change up routines, um, set a new routine you know, and most of us want to improve. I mean, most climbers do. If you're listening to this podcast, you damn sure better want to improve mm-hmm. or turn this shit off. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it makes you improve and you hate it because of that. That would be my goal, actually. <laughs> Make people leave because they're improving and they don't want to. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on is setting a goal something that helps you improve and how i mean i it depends um so you got a lot of it depends today uh, and apparently i've had too much coffee because i'm fucking wired so i mostly say this we come from opposite sides of the spectrum on this i have been i have a record of horrible goal setting and i'm fully open about this like i am weary of goals um or I have been weary of goals and it's been my approach. Um, There are times where I've crushed it with like the goals and the systems that I put in place and it really worked out well. And there's times where I just failed miserably. Um, And so there are times where I think setting goals can be detrimental. Um, Easy example and something that I used to have the issue of is I would set a goal and I'd almost become like complacent with it. Right. Um, or, and this, this is something I was very, very guilty of is I'd set a goal and I'd be like, okay, I need to get more information on how to get to this goal. And so I'd be like, okay, time to start reading books, time to start learning. And by doing those things, I felt like I was achieving. I was just like, oh, like I'm reading all these books. Like I'm getting closer to my goal. And I was getting all this gratification of like, of yeah, feeling like I was doing well, but really like. Learning wasn't getting me any closer. It was getting me lost in the learning loop. Exactly. Like I was getting the tools to be able to maybe speed up the process, but without starting the process, I wasn't doing anything. Right. Like I was still sitting at square zero, you know? Yeah. You had a shed full of tools and never started the project. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, there's there's quite a bit of research around that that I've been looking into a little bit. Um, and it, apparently the brain can't distinguish between what we want and what we have. So, so neurologically, when we when we fail to reach a goal, it feels like a loss, you know, and you can, you know, if you've ever seen a kid in the grocery store or, you know, in a toy store or whatever, freaking out because they aren't getting what they want, it's because in their heads, they're like, this is already mine, you know, and then when mom puts the cereal back on the shelf, they're like, fuck you, mom, that's my cereal, you know, and they're pissed off. And that that happens because we get these, you know, these dopamine hits. Um, because, you know, dopamine is associated with pleasure. It's also associated with motivation. Um, by, by learning, by reading books, by listening to podcasts and all that, you're getting these little dopamine hits. Some research says that those dopamine hits are enough to keep you from actually achieving your goal because your brain thinks you've already done it you've already got like that emotional reward right totally yeah i could see that for sure yeah and then there's other research that says different but i mean i think that's true for some people Mm -hmm. for me it's the opposite if if i set a goal i feel that loss if i don't achieve it especially if i make it public you know, say something about it or just write it down for my own sake and put it where I can see it. Um, then I feel that loss if I don't achieve the goal. So I'm working my ass off toward it. Maybe sometimes even reaching toward the goal too soon, not doing enough learning, not doing enough uh, preparation. I'm trying to jump right to the goal. Mm-hmm. So I think it can be good and dangerous and I think that's sort of what we're going to try to get into here, you know, is how to set appropriate goals, how to achieve the goals. And we're not brain scientists by any mean, um, but we probably wouldn't refer to ourselves as brain scientists if we were. (laughs) (laughs) There's a science of the brain. Come on now. But we do have experience with this and. And I know all you science people out there are going to hate me for saying this, but I put anecdotal evidence on just as high a tier as scientific evidence. I just do. Sue me. You know, deal with it. So let's talk about setting appropriate goals. Mm-hmm. You have trouble reaching your goals. Yes. Have you taken steps to rectify that or do you just like not reaching your goals Uh, setting goals is way more fun than actually doing the work to get there (laughs) like i like just putting something on a whiteboard and staring at it do you Um, have do you have a bunch of whiteboards one for each goal so you can just keep them there all the time yes i they're like seasonal cool yeah they just go up it's like okay here's fall i don't even have to change them either they don't i i write them in sharpie they just stay the same (laughs) um man i'd say so we're talking about how to set appropriate goals. How to set appropriate goals. For me, one of the biggest things I've learned, and this is where I feel like I went wrong a lot of times, 
was being emotionally detached from whatever is going on mm-hmm. while setting goals. Um, and so this is why I don't like setting goals in the winter because I'm normally rock climbing a lot in the winter. Right. Like I'm in the thick of it. I've got everything going on and I'm like really psyched, maybe like too psyched even like mm-hmm. to the point to where it's like, oh yeah, I'll totally, I'll do all of this and this and this. Um, and in the past I've always taken a month off every year, typically in the summer. And for me that like the years when that's when I made my goal was like during that time, I would wait until maybe three months into or three weeks into that month. And at that point, you know, I'm no longer like in the thick of training. I've had some time to like kind of mull things over, but I'm like excited to get back at it. Like that three week off kind of period, I'm suddenly like a lot more unbiased about my goals and like, okay, what can I really do this year? Like, you know, I'm not being unrealistic. And for me, I'm like more emotionally detached and that's a great time for me to set a goal. Um, So you need a 4th of July resolution. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Eat less hot dogs. (laughs) But uh, so for me, that works really like that has worked better than other things. Um, Or just even like looking at trying to look at myself as another person because it's easy to give advice. Uh, It's really hard to take it. Yeah, totally. Um, It's hard to like give ourselves good advice, but you can give other people advice all the time because you're just like okay well what are the fundamentals what are the basics like you look at the obvious mm-hmm. you know you don't look at someone else and be like well you're a special snowflake so these are all the things you're going to need to do instead you're like well it's really obvious just do this yep. so if you can look at yourself in that same way which is really hard to do like then that's going to be a good way to like kind of pick out what you need to be doing yeah and i don't think it's a bad idea to also ask your friends when you're trying to come up with your goals you know, what do you think I'm capable of? And and they may go overboard, you know. You said you think I'm capable of climbing V12. I'm like, you're stupid. <laughs> um, no, but I, but I do think that your friends have, as long as they're honest friends, not the friends who are just like giving you participation trophies all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're honest with you, they're good people to ask, you know. And I don't know what V12 feels like you've seen me climb way more than I've seen me climb. So, you know, you saying you're capable of climbing V12 holds a lot of weight for me. So that in turn helps me make a goal. My goal may not be V12 at this point, but it might be down the road, you know, and, and V12 is a number I hadn't really put much thought into. You know, my goal setting for boulderings pretty much stopped at B10. And I was like, all right, I'm here. Cool. Done. (laughs) Sell my pads. (laughs) So, so I think that's important to do. And I think it can be really valuable. Um, For me, the number one thing I have to do when I set a goal is ask myself, am I willing to? And do I have the realistic time to put into reaching that goal. If, you know, when my, when my goal was 514, I knew it was going to take me some time. I knew I had a busy life already, but I was willing to put that work in. So rather than just saying 514 is my goal, my goal became put the work in to climb 514. And, then if that achievement happens as a result of the process, great. 
you know, but I really love the process. I love digging into all that shit. So, so for me, the process sort of becomes the goal. Totally. And the achievement is a byproduct, mm-hmm. you know, so I think that's important. Be honest with yourself. Be realistic about the commitment you can make and look at the process it's going to take to get to that goal and be honest with yourself. Do you want to train that hard? Do you have the time to train that hard? Do you have the resources to put behind whatever it is to reach your goal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Clear had something that I had a phrase that I liked a lot, and that's that the goal is the direction and the process is what takes you there. Yeah, totally. And so maybe mm-hmm. like, yeah, your goal was 514. So that's the direction you want to go. But, you know, if you don't, if you're not, if you don't have a process, then you're going nowhere fast. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. And it can, you know, if you're not realistic and you don't have that process, then those dopamine hits that you get from, from, you know, setting this goal and feeling good about I've set this goal. When you, when your body, when your brain decides I already own this thing and you don't get it, that can mega backfire. You know, if, if you have no process, no lead up to that goal, you don't achieve that goal, then you've just lost something big. You know, it can cause all sorts of anxiety, depression, whatever. Um, that might sound silly to some people, but it's totally true. You know, you've, we've all seen and, and experienced it. You know, I've experienced it myself where you might win something, you know. Someone might be giving you, you may, taxes, for instance. If you're doing your taxes, you think you're getting back $3,000, and then you realize there was some mistake and you're only getting back 300 you know. All of a sudden, you feel like you just lost $2,700 and you're super bummed about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, well, you know, now I'm not going to be able to afford to pay my bills. And, yeah. But that money wasn't there to begin with. So I think it's really important to have a clear path instead of just expecting the outcome. Totally. Um, How can you ensure that you have a, a clear path to your goal? Hiring a coach. <laughs> wow, that's a good one. <laughs> um, you know, there's. I think there's a few things that are worth keeping in mind. One is, and so first off, just when you're making goals, like looking at the goals that you've made in the past and like what has worked and what hasn't. Yeah. And like kind of dis- dissect from there. Yeah. Process journal. <laughs> Process journal. Um, <laughs> not so subliminal messaging. Um, but the big thing is like, yeah, so we're just a giant compilation of habits. Um, was it David Coyle who wrote The Power of Habit? Mm, Probably. Daniel Coyle wrote one of the two. Uh, I'm totally lost here. Um, Sports Gene or Talent Code? Talent Code, that's right. Epstein was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Epstein one. was uh, the other. I couldn't tell you. So the power of habit, I've read it. Um, (laughs) I'm going to look it up while you talk. Okay. Um, Yeah, I can't think of the author right now, but he in it says that I think it's something like 60% of our day is just habits. Mm -hmm. I mean, which makes sense. Like like really few things that you do are like choices. Yep. Like most of what we do are just 
automated habits. And so changing habits, like that's step one on becoming better at things. Charles Duhigg. Oh yeah, Duhigg. Um, not even close. But so I think for a lot of people when they want to make these like system or process goals, they're like, okay, I need to do like, I'm going to run three miles every morning. I'm going to drink a gallon of water every day, all these things. And really like step one, as far as I'm concerned is like, okay, what, what have you been doing? Like, Mm -hmm. how can we be a little bit better? Like, let's say you take four months off a year. Like, let's say you're an accountant and when tax season rolls around, suddenly hangboarding turns into like donuts and 15 hour work days. Which that's nice. I mean, yeah, half of that (laughs) sounds great. Um, Like, so you don't need some big extensive plan to like get you through this or God forbid you try and say, I'm going to make it up in the other like eight or nine months of the year. Instead, it's like, well, if you've been doing nothing for those like few months every year, can you just do a little bit of something? Like, can you just hangboard twice a week? Can you just go to the gym like for 45 minutes, like two, three times a week? Like, and that doesn't sound like much. And you might even be like, well, how is that going to get me stronger? But it's like, well, here's what you've been doing can we just improve on it? Yeah. And know yourself. I mean, some people can make big, elaborate, long-term plans and, you know, make those work. I just had a consultation (laughs) uh, with a woman yesterday, shout out Annie, um, who had a a 19-week plan written out and prefaced it with, you know, lest you should bring up the Dan John idea of you can't stick to a 19-week plan. I can done it before and much much more boring plans um so you know if you know yourself that well then great by all means do it you know but if you have trouble sticking to a four-week plan then do exactly what you're talking about you know change some small thing yeah i mean it doesn't have to be too much like um one thing like this is goal versus process kind of thing um, I had a goal one year of I wanted to start drinking more water. Um, and this is just a habit I wanted to build. And so I tried a couple different things. Like I was like, okay, like I have a gallon, I fill up every morning and I, every time I pour water, I want to come at it to come out of there, all these different things and nothing really worked. And finally, like the only change I made was I always keep a Nalgene or a water bottle on me. And when I'm sitting down, I have the lid off. Like, hmm. which it's, it's funny that that's the only difference is like by yep. keeping the lid off, I look over, I'm like, oh, I'll take a sip out of that. But if the lid's on, I drink almost no water. Yep. But it's just a matter of like, I'll be typing on my computer, look over. I'm like, oh, I'll grab some water. Before I know it, like I easily drink like three liters of water a day, which is like for me kind of what I was shooting for. Yep. Um, yeah. I have a, I have an interesting hack in that same goal of drinking more water. Um, mine was that. You know, I, I've got so many Nalgene bottles, they just collect and then they just sit around and then I would leave the house without them. Mm-hmm. But as soon as I put power company stickers on my water bottle, because I want to be a walking <laughs> billboard for my own company, then I take one every time I leave the house. Mm. You know, if I go to the gym, if I'm going, wherever I'm going, I have a Nalgene with me with a power company sticker on it, you know, and, and I keep it right next to me while I'm coaching while i'm at the gym while i'm it's right here doing right whatever now. it's sitting right here next to me now um so that was my hack like i'm gonna be a walking billboard i'm gonna have my logo around all the damn time why not have it on a water bottle that is just gonna make me healthier yeah yeah 
And so, I mean, that's just it. It's not like you sat down and wrote out a 12-point plan on how to drink more water and when to consume it at every hour of every day. Instead, you're like, I'm going to put a sticker on the water bottle. Yep. And it worked. Like, And for me, it was just, I'm going to have water near me, which... Yeah. You know, this sounds super silly and how simple it is, but for me, that made a huge difference. And now, like, I'm more hydrated. Yeah, but if you don't, if you don't have the water near you and there are all sorts of options of what to grab when you go to the refrigerator or, you know, walk up to the counter at the climbing gym or whatever, mm -hmm. then you're far less likely to buy the water, you know, especially if the water's $2.50 and the Hawaiian punch is 99 cents. <sighs> You're probably going to buy the Hawaiian punch. Lime green Hawaiian punch every day. <laughs> so uh, I think that's good. Make make small little changes. Yeah. And it's the idea like make it so easy you cannot fail. Which, yeah. you know, no matter how many times, this is an idea I stole from Tim Ferriss. And no matter how many times he says it or I say it or anyone says it, it's really hard to implement. And I did this, I wrote a blog post on hangboarding with this system of yeah. too easy to fail. Yeah. Because like, I couldn't stick with any hangboard protocol. This was many years ago. And I was like, okay, like what can I literally not skip? Like what is so easy that I would feel like an idiot if I didn't do this? And mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just going to do two hangs a day. Like I was doing zero and suddenly I was doing two hangs a day, like, I don't know, four days a week. So it's like, well, that's eight more hangs a week. And so that's what, like 400 more hangs a year yeah. than what I had done prior. Like, you know, on like some, It'd be easy to say, oh, like, but what would that do? But it's like, man, over a year. Does a lot more than doing nothing. 400 hangs of trying really hard. Like, yeah, that's way more than doing nothing. Yeah, um, totally. And for me, that worked out well. And it was kind of like this little gateway program of now I'm like, oh, like now I'm like, oh, I can easily like step up, do more hangs and like maybe a few sets of repeaters or something like that. Like I now know that it's really not much work to right. just pause, go do some hangs and then continue with climbing or like whatever the process is. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to try this heinous program of like 18 straight weeks of hangboarding. I was just like, oh, I'm just going to do two hangs a day. Yep. And I think, you know, I think there's a lot of value as well in setting, you know, these big, as Jim Collins calls them, big, hairy, audacious goals. Um, just these far out goals that are going to be really difficult to reach. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of value in that as well. It doesn't always just have to be a tiny little goal. But the important thing about these these huge goals is that you have a clear path to it that that has a lot of these, that includes a lot of these smaller, too easy to fail goals. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's really important to make sure that you're working in. And I also think it's important for that big goal to be specific like yes if it's something just like i want to get better at climbing what the hell does that mean yeah, yeah. if it's if the goal is i want to climb 514 that's a little more specific but if you can narrow that down even further you know i want to climb whatever the 514 is or whatever the v5 is whatever the big goal is then that makes it even easier to plot a clear path leading to that goal, you know, and a clear path of these smaller little checkpoints, mm -hmm. so to speak, and, and include some too easy to fail goals in there, you know, and this doesn't have to happen by 
next year or next 4th of July in your case. You know, this can happen over 10 years. You can set a, a giant goal like that if you, if you can make that happen, if you can plan that far ahead, if it's in your personality to stay the course for that long. Mm-hmm. You know, then I think you can do that. Uh, anything else you want to say about setting goals? Um, yeah. What do you think are bad goals? Like, what are some examples hmm. of things okay. that when you hear it, you're like, oh, Good that's question. doomed to fail? Or that you've heard people say in the past or yourself, where it was just like, oh, they, yeah, that was, you know, maybe that was too vague or too specific or, you know, just wrong goal, wrong time kind of thing. I like... I like where you started with the, you know, the emotion. Um, you know, if you just sent your hardest route, you know, say you just sent your first 12A, you're super stoked. Making a goal at that moment can be a little dangerous. I'm climbing 13A next month. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't make a, a goal right at that moment, but... You still have to take a step back, be realistic, look at it objectively. And I think that's tough to do. I also think goals that are set because you want to keep up with someone else or you want to, um, you're feeding your ego with your goal, I think is a really bad way to set goals. Hmm. It would be an example of that. Of feeding your ego with a goal. Um, say you're, you know, you're, you're doing a good job of getting into the gym, of trying hard, you're making progress, but you have a climbing partner or a friend whose progress is faster. And that could be for any number of reasons. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. They're just progressing faster. And you've both gotten to... You both got to 12A around the same time, and then she got to 12D much faster than you. And her goal is now 13A. You're still at 12B. I think then saying, oh, we got to 12A at the same time, so I want to get to 13A at the same time. I think that's a bad goal. Mm-hmm. You know, That's your ego getting involved, and you need to look at it in perspective. Her goal is one letter grade, Maybe your goal should be one letter grade. Uh, and if you're progressing even slower, be honest about that. You know, I want to climb five 12Bs, you know, or whatever, or 12As or whatever level you're at instead of I want to reach the next letter. Um, so I think that can be tough. It's tough to take the ego out of the equation, but, but I do think that's an easy place to go wrong. What yeah. about you? Um. You know, there's a couple ones you've already hit on um, as far as being vague. Like, I want to have better technique next year. Right, right. Ooh, what does that mean? Like, I just want to be stronger next year. It means year. buy the applied body tension ebook and go through it. Exactly. I mean, objective. <laughs> <laughs> and unbiased, too. Definitely. Totally unbiased. Um, so, another one is like trying to avoid things, like saying, like, oh, I, my goal is to just not get injured. Mm, okay it's like i yes maybe that can be a good goal but you need process you need steps like maybe that's 
I'm going to try and get an extra hour or I'm going to get an extra hour of sleep every night. I'm going to stay hydrated. Like when a hold starts to hurt when I'm climbing on it, I'm just going to stop because it doesn't matter. And there's a billion other rock climbs to do in this world other than this one that's hurting me. Right. So Um, find the actionable thing. Yes. In trying to avoid something. Yes. Um, So with that, it's just goals that aren't backed by action, I guess. Um, Yep. And then agree with you as far as like, I just want to climb this grade. Like, okay, don't just say you want to climb V10. Say, I want to climb this boulder in Bishop. It is good for these months of the year. Like, these are the things I need to achieve to get there. Like, and then build the process. Yep. Um, Ty Landman at one point talked about, he was just like, you know, you shouldn't be, like doing a boulder shouldn't just be the end of it. It shouldn't be like, oh, I want to do this boulder because then I'll have just that done. Instead, it's like you should be doing climbs because of what they represent. Like I'm going to do all these climbs because they get me better at climbing steep crimps. And so once you've done all these climbs, it's like you now have a new skill set. It's not just like I'm just going to project this one thing to death. And when I'm done, I've gained nothing other than I projected it and got it done. Sure. I think that's a great, you know, long-term growth way to look at goal setting. I do, however, think that if your goals are purely, you know, I want to someday climb fuzzy undercling and that's my goal. Like if I climb fuzzy undercling, I can hang up my quick draws and I could be done rock climbing. That's fine too. You know, that's totally up to you. So if that's your big goal and you you don't care what that represents other than I just did fuzzy undercling and I can check that box, then great, you know, go for it. However, I like your approach if it's a long-term growth sort of a, an approach. You're, uh, you know, you want to keep growing. I want to keep growing. Yeah. Hopefully most of you want to keep growing. Um, so find goals that represent things to you. Mm-hmm. Um. And then last thing is don't set goals that you're not going to do. Like and this, <laughs> this sounds silly, but like, don't be like, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to climb 512 trad this year. Like, you know what? I can say this right now. I'm going right. to climb some uh, 513 trad in 2018. Mm-hmm. Me and you both know I'm not, I've got some cams. They're not moving. Like <laughs> maybe 2020. I don't know. Maybe when I'm like 50. Like, yep. Yep. But yeah, it's like, don't make goals that are just that'll be a pain for you to even try and attempt right like if you're a boulder don't say hey i'm gonna go start sport climbing this year like maybe say hey or like don't make a big audacious goal for sport climbing this year if you know chances are it's not going to happen like maybe say you know what i'm going to try and get out just a handful of days this year like i'm just gonna get more comfortable start building it up but uh yeah don't spread yourself thin on goals i think that's an that's a big thing people do is they're like, I want to do this and this and this and this. And suddenly um, it's this idea of goal competition. Like right. if you have so many things that you're trying to steer yourself towards, you just spin circles and don't get anything done. Yeah, totally. So yeah, like prune away the goals that just don't make sense or don't push you forward or that just, you know, yeah, maybe you do want to sport climb or trad climb, but find a time when that's going to be advantageous and you're actually going to get it done. Yep. No, I I couldn't agree more. I think that comes right back to being honest about honest and realistic about the time and the commitment involved. And you know, I've done it in the past. I've made goals that I didn't keep up with because I didn't put enough thought into 
how much time and commitment it was going to take and do I actually have that amount of time and commitment available? You know, so yeah, I think that's a good one. Uh, you want to take a break before we talk about how we reach the goals before we release all of our secrets? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, break. Break, break. Hey everybody, Chris here. I'll try to keep this short and sweet. Since this thing became officially official, I've basically been obsessed. I've got dozens of episodes waiting to go out, and I'm constantly recording new conversations. I want to continue putting this level of energy into it, and you all can help. We've created a page at patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast where you can help support what we're building. In return, even for as little as a dollar per month, you'll get access to the brand new We Scream Like Eagles podcast, which includes tips from our guests, extra conversations about hot topics, and Q&As with your questions posed to our guests. If you think it's worth more than a dollar a month, we've got other rewards available on top of the bonus episodes like stickers, ebooks, t-shirts, and training plans. So if you've been considering pitching in, now's the time. That's patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast. Thanks a ton, and back to the show. Okay, we are back. Uh, Green and purple Power Rangers unite. I don't know if that's what they say, but sounds cool. They should totally say that. I'm sure they're going to be writing that one in. (laughs) Green and purple make a kind of a strange shade of brown, though. So I don't know if I like this color combo. Yeah, but it's also the Hulk and the Joker. Oh, shit. It's the Hulk itself. Yeah. Where's purple ripped up pants Mm -hmm. and he's green. Boom. So we are the Hulk. (laughs) I like this. Incredible. Okay. um, How to how to reach your goals. I think it feels really good to set goals. We get those dopamine hits like here I go. I'm on my path, but how do you get there? It's tough for a lot of people as we see with new year's resolutions that end January 3rd. (coughs) Yes. Um, it's tough. So we talked a little bit about, you know, I think setting appropriate goals, get you on your way. Um, and I said, set, you know, that you should have a clear path. And I think that clear path has to involve sub goals. And I think these are a really important way to reach your big goal. Have sub goals that are in some, you know, some linear fashion. Um, I like the analogy of a boxing trainer. You know, boxing trainers set up their fighter with fights that are going to set them up well for the big fight, you know, the title fight. They're not, if the title fight is a Southpaw, they're not going to have them fight only right-handed boxers leading up to the championship fight. You know, not going to happen. If your big goal is the bleeding, you're not going to go to the red and climb in the madness cave all year and then expect to go do the bleeding, which is, vert, techy, crimpy, nastiness, or you're going to fail, you know? So you have to set sub goals that are linear and lead you directly to your big goal. I think that's super important. Have you ever had any times where you feel like you did that particularly well? Like, were there any things that, or what were the things that you think you did well when you have done that? I think that 
um, just talking about recent goals, um, recent climbing goals. Let's go there uh, since this is a climbing podcast. The best climbing podcast, might I add. <laughs> um, when my goal was V10, and I knew that the V10s I would have near me were going to be steep, they were going to be pretty good holds, but they were going to involve big reaches. Um, I knew that was the case. I knew those were the V10s I was going to be near and would try. Um, so that's what I did in the gym. You know, I knew I wouldn't get out to other boulders, so I couldn't say I want to do V8s in this style and then V9s in this style. Um, so in the gym, I made my whole limit bouldering session for months be good crimps, but at a really steep angle so that I had to try really hard and big reaches and I spent time on super steep stuff you know I would spend a lot more time on the you know the 60 degree wall at the gym than I normally would mm -hmm. um, so that I get used to those angles and I had checkpoint moves like these are my limit bouldering moves this is somewhat similar to the move on my whatever my projects are um and I just worked on those moves. I didn't set simulators, um, but just similar to the movement. Um, and I think that worked really well. You know, I ended up doing my first three V10s that season um, with only getting out bouldering a handful of times. Um, so yeah, I think I did. I think I did a great job in that respect. Hmm. And I think there are times when I've done really poor jobs as well. You know, going to Waco this last season, I spent the entire lead up to Waco at working on Golden Harvest. And, the most anti-Waco boulder. And lo and behold, there wasn't a single thing in Waco, anything similar to Golden Harvest. So I just wasn't prepared. So it took me several weeks in Waco to, to really wrap my head around the style there and to climb anything difficult. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's the, those are two examples of doing it and not doing it well. Word. Um, so, on how to reach your goals, are there any major pitfalls that you see people make when, so they've got their goals all lined up, maybe they have like, they're like, I have my goal, I have my process, and then the wheels fall off at some point. Like. Yeah, and I think I've done this as well, um, and I see it a lot. And I think as coaches, this is something that, that we deal with quite a bit, and that's trying to jump to the, the final goal too soon. Hmm. Um, they have the process in place, but skipping over parts of that process is super common, especially as you get closer and closer to the goal or climbers especially can trick themselves with conditions. Like if it's summer and it's 90 degrees and you have this goal of climbing your hardest route and it's three letter grades harder than you've ever climbed, as soon as it hits 75, you're like, conditions are amazing, I'm headed to the proj, but it's still way too soon. 
um, climbers trick themselves. They start getting on the project way too soon. I've done that a lot of times. And I think it's a valuable lesson to learn. So, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. But be honest about how it went. Mm-hmm. You know, know that you screwed up and be able to make changes the next time. But I think that's the most common thing that comes to mind. Okay. Um, what do you think? Um, for me, it's more along the process. And it's that uh, people don't plan for disaster. Mm, okay. And, you Explain. know, dis- disaster could be anything. It doesn't have to be something like catastrophic, like you got in a car accident and broke your leg. But Your plane crashed into your project. Uh, it's no longer. Yeah. You could be Mikey Williams, punt off the top of proper soul. And then the entire cliff gets closed for Peregrine Falcons. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't have to be something like that. But something that I've grown to appreciate more and more <clears throat> as a coach and working with a ton of people is that, man, there's no person that has just like a nice, steady nine to five. They get off work. They've got all the hours afterwards that are relaxed. They can train free weekends to go rock climbing outside. Yeah. Like, and that's just their year round schedule. Like, you know, friends are getting married, they have to travel, like you get sick, like you have work obligations, you have life obligations, like there, no one has a normal schedule, like everyone has something hectic happening. Right. And if you don't plan for that, then it's easy to just fall apart and be like, ah, you know what, I'm just gonna hit the reset button. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna put this off. I'll wait until things calm down. And I'll start back up. Mm -hmm. And honestly, some of the best advice I was ever given in life was, there's no such thing as perfect conditions. And if you mm-hmm. wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get anything done. Totally. Yeah. I had a friend who saved the onsite for years and 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 just never got around to actually ever doing the route, you know, ever trying it. That happened with a lot of routes. Hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I can appreciate waiting for good conditions, mm-hmm. but you'll always find some reason why it's not perfect. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for it. Um, I mean, not not to say that these are like fake excuses. Like, man, you know, just sometimes bad things happen, like in a string. So what I'm, yeah. what this is more saying is like, have a backup plan. Like yep. if suddenly you have to work late or like you're just like, hey, I'm gonna be swamped for the next three weeks, whether it's work, life, whatever, already have that plan made of like, okay, this is a workout I can do door to door when I go to the gym in one hour. Like if I can just do that two, maybe three days a week, get in, warm up, try hard and leave. Like I'm going to at least try and maintain, Yeah. like have that plan so that when shit does hit the fan, which I mean, it's life shit's going to hit the fan at some point. Yep. Like you're prepared. Yeah. And also along those same lines, I would say, you know, be flexible to some degree with your goals. You know, if you set a time limit on your goal, you know, for instance, my goal was 514 by 40 and I missed it by two weeks or something. Failure. Failure, total failure if I wanted to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. But but I'm, I like to think that I'm pretty good at setting goals, trying to achieve those goals. And then if I don't, you know, if I don't get that cherry on top, I'm fine with it because I'm still in the process and and in reality the process is my goal, you know. I do want to become a better climber. My my big overarching goal is this super vague I want to become a better climber. 
So when I set a goal for 514, the reality is that I want to put in the work to climb 514. I want to reach these little sub goals leading to 514. So when I didn't get to 514 by 40, it didn't hurt my feelings. You know, it didn't, didn't break me. I was just like, okay, cool. I've done a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I've, I've passed some really important milestones and I'm going to go try 514 again next week, you know, even though I'm already 40. Yeah. So I think you have to be a little bit easy on yourself, a little bit flexible. You don't have to be a goal Nazi. And if shit hits the fan, you're allowed to regroup and push the goal back. And, you know, if, if the process is your goal, then that's pretty easy to do. Yeah, totally. Um, and that's just it. Like, so as far as process goes, there's this idea, this is idea I really like. So imagine you rock climb four days a week or like you're in the gym. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, something like that. Common for a lot of people. Maybe it's three, maybe it's five, depending on the person. What if it's 0.3? Days per week? Yeah, because that's about what I rock climb right now. Yeah, that's not going to work out for my math. (laughs) So we're saying four because it's an easy number to multiply by. Um, So if you do four times a week, that's roughly 200 sessions a year. Okay. And let's say you improve half a grade a year which is actually pretty awesome in the long run. Mm -hmm. It is for sure. I know when I first started, I was like, no, I'm going from V6 to V10 in a year. Like anything else was bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, but now I think about it, I'm like, oh, if I improved like half a grade a year, I'd be like a consistent V16 climber by the time I'm 36. (laughs) Yep. I'd be all right. Linear progression is great. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, but, and it's funny, like, as I like, I've talked to people about this, like some people are like half a grade. That sounds ridiculous. And, you know, I've got buddies who've all been climbing over 10 years and they're like half a grade. Hmm. That would, that's achievable. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, so if let's say you're achieving half a grade a year, which is just the difference between like, Oh, you broke into V8 and the next year you're a solid V8 climber. Next year you broke into V9. Um, that would mean that every session you're improving one four hundredth of a grade. Like, oh, that's a that's a cool way to look at it. So here's the thing. If you were improving half a grade. Reddit just went crazy. They're trying to figure out what one four hundredth of a grade means right now. I'm sure there's a rep and set, set scheme to get you there. <laughs> and they'll find it. But uh, so here's the thing. If you're improving one four hundredth of a grade, how can you make that number bigger? Like what kind of practice can you put in? Like. Like, yeah, maybe you just do a few hangs a day. Like, will that make it, if you can go from one four hundredth to one three hundredth or one two hundredth, like, which still sounds like small numbers. Like Mm -hmm. if you can just be a little more deliberate, a little more intentional with your practice or like, I mean, shit, if you know you're bit, you're bad at big moves, like what if you just spend an extra like 10 minutes of every session climbing big moves? Like, will that bump it up from one four hundredth? Yep. You know, and some people don't improve a half grade a year. Like they improve a half grade every two years. So you're at one eight hundredth. Right. So it's like, can you do better than one eight hundredth a session? Hmm. Um, so it's that idea. Like whenever I look at, okay, what kind of process am I instilling? Like, can I do better than that? Or even like, man, like I said, a half grade would be sick. Can I hit a one four hundredth? Like, what can I do to try and make that number as big as possible? Hmm. Cool. I like that. The math hurts my brain, but I like where you're going with it. I try to avoid math on this podcast because <laughs> we're not the best with it. <clears throat> Um, oh god birds are going crazy in the window 
Okay. Yasmin, the birds are trying to get in right now. So if they're here when you guys get back from China, it's not our fault. <laughs> um, um, anything else on how to reach your goals? Yeah. So I'd say, and this is like for me personally, one thing that I think I've both done well and I've really failed at at the same time is uh, this idea of delayed gratification. And this is something that I feel like you did really well when you were like, okay, I want to climb 514. So you, man, every time a season started, you're like, I'm going to pick a couple routes that are like, you know, maybe like 13 minus that are really outside of my wheelhouse. Mm -hmm. And they're going to both build momentum and they're going to make me a more well-rounded climber. Yeah. And so I had one season where I went on a trip for six weeks and I went to a bunch of different boulder fields. And my goal, like, I'd say my long-term goal was to climb a new grade, new highest grade. But I wasn't going to try that until I was in Waco, which was going to be several months later. It was going to be, you know, in like February. And this was in October. So I was like, okay, cool. Like what I'm going to do, I'm going to try and climb as many eights and nines, like crimpy and powerful as I can, because those were styles I really struggled with at the time. Yep. And I'm just going to do everything I can. So I went to Yosemite. I climbed literally everything I could. Like it didn't matter if it was like, v3 or whatever like if it felt like a hard style my whole purpose of this trip was just to climb as many new boulders that were hard for me mm -hmm. and so i kind of like it was great because i was like oh i don't have to like i don't have to worry about if i'm sending like quote unquote hard things it's like as long as it's hard for me that's all i'm going to do and i ended up having a good bit of success like in yosemite i was there for two weeks and climbed like a bunch of different boulders and like i had little minor goals for each trip so in yosemite one of my like my primary goal in the end was to flash midnight lightning so i spent two weeks climbing everything like blue suede shoes backer cracker to like more powerful climbs like anything that was a classic or that i found challenging i wanted to do it so that i could like know this style and then on my second to last day i went and i flashed midnight lightning and it was like you know i i wouldn't define and then the heavens opened and the angels sang and it, it was, was amazing it was amazing and Really, it was just a V8 flash. But I already, I already blew my flash on Midnight Lightning years ago when I was a tratty because I just had to touch had to it, scuff up those it. footholds. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, like, had I just been like, oh, I just want to do this one boulder, like, I may not have learned much. But like every single place I went, I had like one end goal, and I had the other goal was just like I want to do everything that's hard. So I went to like Priestraw, Yosemite, Joe's Valley, yep. and all these different things, and. <clears throat> You know, there were a couple like highlight successes, but really like at the end of it, I just was a much more well-rounded climber yep. because I took that approach. Um, and then this was kind of like looking back at, you know, sometimes things get in the way. I ended up getting sick for a little over a month right before going to Waco and uh, didn't hit my goal. Like, and that sucked. Like I ended up having a good season there. Like I climbed quite a few V11s in single sessions, which for me was really like awesome. That was a huge new breakthrough. But um, yeah, I was just like, oh, like it took me a while to see that season as a success because it really was like, I showed delayed gratification and I really built up well and I learned a lot, even though that one final cherry on top never came. Right. Like it didn't matter because like I had grown so much. And so yeah. that was the time when it, things went well, but I've also had times where I went straight for the cherry on top. Yep. I was like, okay, full for, full force focus on, I want to climb this rock climb 
and I didn't build my pyramid for the season or I wasn't working on my weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, it was a very like short-sighted approach. And that's something that I've been guilty of more often than I've, you know, displayed delayed gratification. Yep. You know, there's some research and I'm curious what you think about this, you know, in, in regards to that season. There's some research saying that sub goals can tank your bigger goal because you get that dopamine hit. You feel successful and you have no reason to continue on to that big goal. Um, when you went to Waco, did you continue in a fashion similar to your sub goals? And I use the word research very lightly here, Will Anglin, um, because <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't dig into it as all of you know. And you know, I read it on the internet, so it must be true. Um, but there's definitely some sort of study that's been done that shows empirical evidence that your sub goals can tank your bigger goal. So what do you think? I think you can definitely allow it to get yourself to get lost in sub goals. Um, easy example are people who try to build their pyramid a little too wide. Um, you know, I, I'd say that's not super common. Like I need 128, 12 A's, 64, 12 B's, 32, 12 C's. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I mean, like I think, man, I think, you see that math I just did? Holy shit. <laughs> okay, sorry. Gold stars. <laughs> um, yeah, I think pyramids are invaluable. Like every season, like, and it doesn't even have to be like this, like perfect pyramid of grades. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, like I'm just bad at this style. I'm going to do as many of those. Like just the idea of doing a bulk of things that you're poor at and that'll make you better. Um, you know, I, but that said, at the same time, it's like, I don't think there's any value, you know, if I'm like, if someone's like a V8 climber, they're getting nothing out of going out and climbing like a hundred V zeros and V ones. Right. Like other than jug rash. Like, yep. That's all they're getting out of it. Mm -hmm. Like it's too easy it for them. fun. And it could be fun. Totally. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are times like 24 hours of horseshoe hell where you do a lot of jug yeah, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but don't expect it may not it. be pushing you toward your goal. Yeah. It's, it's so easy that like you can, pretty much just climb it completely mindlessly and it's not really going to make you better. Um, so as far as that specific situation, like, no, I don't think those in any way deterred me from my main goal. Like okay. I went out, climbed a lot of volume and felt the best I ever had. I actually stopped in Waco for a day on my way back. I was going to go work at the Amazon warehouse for the winter, stopped for a day on the way back and did several boulders. I, had never thought I was going to be able to do mm -hmm. before and then tried the main project, did all the moves in a few minutes. And I was like, Oh, like I just have to come back and it's a done deal. Um, but I had a start date at Amazon already. So drove back and this was my first season working nights. So I was working five, 12 hour night shifts a week and I didn't plan accordingly. I had, sure. I had no idea just how much that was going to tank me. Like yep. I was like, ah, oh, it's fine. I just have to survive for like a little over two months. This will be chill. And man, I got crushed. And the second I finished, um, I got sick and then sort of started to get better. And then right as I was leaving for Waco, I got a sinus infection 
showed up to Waco with a sinus infection, like couldn't hike up the chains. Like anytime I'd try and climb on anything, like was mm. struggling to breathe. Yeah. And man, I was just like, I was unmotivated. Like yeah, for it, sure. I had planned on being there for like five weeks and the first two weeks I wasn't even really climbing, which is like, man, that's a terrible place to be and not be rock climbing. Yeah, no doubt. Um, so I'd say like what I did prior was amazing. Like it worked really well. I had all this momentum built up. I was really psyched and had I not had to go back, like I think I would have just achieved the goal then. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say for me, it was great. Like I'm a big fan of the, the idea of building momentum and almost like taking a touch longer than you think you need. Yeah. Like had it not been, so here's what's tough though, is like had my initial plan been, okay, I'm gonna go out on this trip and climb a lot of volume. Then I'm gonna go straight to Waco to try this thing. I probably would have been too intimidated to say, oh, it's fine. I'm just, I'm not even gonna really try almost anything harder than V9, you know, which is a couple grades lower than what I wanna do because I'd have been like, well, how can that make me strong enough? But instead right. I was like, oh, it's fine. I've got time. Like, I'm just gonna put put my head down. And I'm gonna do all the things that are really hard for me. I don't care about the grade. Yep. So by having a little bit of detachment, like I think it was easy for me to build a momentum, but had it, I directly been leading into it, maybe I'd have jumped the gun a little bit. And I'd been like, no, gotta start trying hard things now. Yep, yep, digging into the process. Yeah, and I think you had to be, you know, again, I'm going back to this, but I think you had to be honest about your own personality. You know, there are definitely people who their sub goals to do a volume of things that are challenging, um, but at a lower grade. And they can really start to like doing that. And then that's all they do. Totally. You know, and getting on the hard stuff becomes really intimidating. Even though they may have said, my goal is V10, once they start sending V8s really fast, that shit becomes addicting. And they love that dopamine hit of those quick V8s and they just keep doing it over and over and over and over and over and never actually get to the V10. You oh, never totally. try the project. Man, I can't say, like this is, <clears throat> you know, this is one of those things that when I say to people or I bring up, like I get two reactions. One is, is that, is that really a thing? Like I don't think that's the thing that happens. And the other one is, oh, that, yeah, I know that. That's me. But yep. it's, if you have a goal, you have to try the goal. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, Dan John's, keep the goal the goal kind of thing like if your goal is to go out and climb 13a in a season you have to try 13a that mm -hmm. season like in like i said probably most of the people are like well duh like no shit you have to go try 13a yep but there are a lot of people who they're like man i really want to climb v10 this season and you ask you know, like okay like what are you doing like did you try V10 this season? Like, ah, I sort of tried one at the end of the day, but I was really wrecked. And I don't know, I had a bunch of friends and didn't want them to sit around. So I tried it for like mm, 15 minutes and left. It's like, what did you expect was going to happen? Right. Like, if you want to do something, you have to give yourself the opportunity. Yep. Yep. And I like, you know, that's where I really like the idea of having a clear path, check the box and move on. You know, don't start adding more goals, you know, in between. So check the box, keep it moving. And, you know, the reason I brought up that other, you know, this, this research, this study showing that sub goals can tank your main goal is because a lot of this is sort of, there's conflicting evidence, you know, saying that this is the way, no, this is the way. And there's some, some serious argument about this and, 
And I think you have to be, again, honest about your personality and which one fits you better and understand which one fits you better. And that might take a bunch of goal setting and failure at your goals or goals that are too easy to achieve or, you know, it's going to take some mistakes, but that's all part of the learning process. And one of the big things that people argue about is putting your goals out there socially, mm-hmm. whether it's some people say writing your goals down is too much that you get the dopamine hits from just writing it down, just seeing it in front of you gives you this dopamine hit that will make you not actually work toward the goal. For me, that's not the case. Um, And there's quite a bit of evidence saying that if you tell people about your goal, you won't take action towards your goal because you get those dopamine hits. Your brain processes it just as it does if you had already done it. Again, for me, that's not the case. If I put something out there into the world, that holds me accountable. And I really like that accountability. I feel like everybody out there in Instagram land is waiting for me to be working toward my goal. And that that makes me work harder toward it. If you're not that person and you find that if you put goals that you've put out 25 goals over the last year on Instagram and you haven't worked toward any of them, then maybe that's not the way to do it for you. Yeah. Um, But I think you need to know and you need to be honest and not just trust the research because whatever the research is, whatever these studies say, they conflict. So it can't be both, Mm -hmm. you know, for one single person. Yeah, no, totally. Like, I mean, for me personally, I'm not a big fan of talking about goals out loud. Um, like I'll talk about processes. Sure. Like, cause to me, that's what I need to be focusing on anyways. Like if your process is good, like the goal will happen. Yep. Um, but yeah, I don't know goal. Like I even just talking about it right now, I'm not, not that psyched on it. Like I <laughs> like the idea of even like mentioning goals. Yeah. See, I'll like, make a banner with my goal. I don't. Yeah. Not into I it, like man. It. Do you do you have reminders for yourself of your goals? Like, are there any ways you keep reminders? <laughs> I have a beer sitting somewhere in my life. Um, it was in my van for like two years, rolling around. It was a victory beer for a boulder. Uh, it was in there for like two years. And then I moved it to my parents' house. It's somewhere, like, I don't know, in the garage or something. I, I prefer to pretend it doesn't exist. Um, it's, just, it's a reminder mm-hmm. of sorts. Okay. For a goal. Yep. I don't know. That's a, but yeah. So but I'd it say, doesn't work for you. Um, no. Yeah. No, I, it's funny cause I got that for that one trip. I was like, oh, this is it. Like, this is my little, like, this is my reminder. And then, nope, just been sitting around. So that, maybe that was an incentive. Maybe that was more an incentive. Yeah. And that didn't work for you. So maybe you need to add a donut to your incentive. Donuts. But you're going to eat the donut anyway. It, so exactly. I mean, and that's just it. It's like, if I want a donut, I'm just going to buy a donut. I don't, need to, I don't need to wait to send anything to buy a donut. Yeah, especially if you're in Waco. That's easy. Oh, God. Um, do I have reminders? Um, well, for instance, I had a couple um, when I was working toward 514. Um, uh, Annalisa and I are really into mid-century furniture. And I had these, I had this mid-century starburst clock that I loved. And 
And also we had this mid-century stove that had a clock on it that was really cool. Neither clock worked. So I set both clocks to 514. Just as a reminder, when I walk through the living room, I look at my Starburst clock or when I'm making dinner on the oven clock, it says 514 at all times. You know, now I can't change that to 514B because the clock doesn't have that capability, but I can move the move the hand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so 14 and a quarter. So that was a great reminder for me. Like, like it's, it's time for me to work on my goal. You know, it's time for me to work toward this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that time is pretty much all the time, you know, it's, it's there in front of me. So that was a great reminder. Some people like a photo of the route on their refrigerator or, you know, whatever it is in their locker at the gym or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think I think reminders can be really important. Yeah. No, I and I think for some people that's really great. Like Yeah, I don't know. Um I like watch checking back in on like watching videos every now and then of mm-hmm. like whatever the router boulder that I am that I'm psyched on you is. You just watch videos anyway, that doesn't count. Not always. <laughs> they're not the way they used to. Did be. you guys hear that in his voice? That not always <laughs> and actually it's always that defensive squeak um yeah i don't know i'd i'd say i don't really set reminders quite as much okay Okay. um for me i think another important thing and we've kind of talked about this a little bit already but i want to just put it out there implicitly is that you have to turn some of these things into habits you know and i like the idea of dan john's shark habits Mm mm-hmm you know, if you know that hangboarding is a, a clear step on the path to your goal, then have that hangboard where you're going to use it. You know, put it in a place where you're going to use it. Put it in a place that you can't pass it up. So I can't be clear enough in that on that timeline towards your goal, there need to be things that are habitual that you can turn into these shark habits, these one bite and it's done habits. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, I mean, not only does it make it like you more likely to succeed, but man, like you don't want to make multiple choices every single day. That's hard. Like totally. The last thing I want to do is be like, okay, am I going to go for a run this morning? It's like, instead, if I just have my tennis shoes, like right next to my bed and like I sleep in my running shorts, I wake up and I just pop my shoes on. I go out the door. Like, Mm -hmm. there you go. Like, that is so much easier than being like, okay, I need to go, like, figure out what shorts I'm going to wear. I'm going to go, let me go find my shoes. They in my car and they in the garage. I don't know. Like, you know, just make it to where it's a habit and you don't even think about it. Yeah. I think, too, timing things during the day. We were talking about this earlier. Um, Everyone's energy is kind of, the amount of energy you have during the day is completely different. Like, some people can do, like, they are very inspired at night. And that's great. So if you're ha- like, if you're like, oh, like, I can do all my like training at night, and that'll be great. Awesome, man. For me, like, one of the best things I ever did was I started like I would exercise before I'd go go to work. Yeah. So like, cool. Like, I want to do core every day. Okay. Like, man, if I waited till the late afternoon or night, like, I, I could find any excuse to not do it. Yep. But- Hangboarding in the morning was huge for me because if I waited till after climbing, I would skip it. Yeah. Yeah, and so, and this is also that idea of kind of ignoring perfect. Like we talked about in the five-minute fingers, like, you know, how much benefit were you getting out of the morning hangboard? Was it 100% where maybe, like, maybe you were only getting, like, 
70% of what you could have by doing it in the morning. Yep. But you were doing it. Right. So you like 70%. It's quite a bit more than zero. It's quite a bit more. And I'm not Um, good at math. Yeah. I mean, that's, (laughs) you know, one of the best lessons I learned in school was like from a second grade teacher. And I think it was like, it wasn't, wasn't entirely meant to be this, but she was just like, okay. She pulled up an Excel spreadsheet. She was like, she's like, let's say you have 10 homework assignments. In second grade, you had Excel spreadsheets? Whatever they were at the oh, time. Oh, man. We only used abacuses. In, yes. <laughs> yeah. In second grade. <laughs> <laughs> Abacus and drawing in the sand. Yeah. Um, so she was like, okay, like, let's say you get six 100s and then you turn in four zeros. She's yeah. like, you just got a 60. Right. She's like, now let's say you get four 100s and you turn in like six 70s. It's like, now you're actually like, you would you'd have a passing grade at that, that point. Was, that was a lot of crazy math that I, I can't do. But yeah, so now it's like, you know, <clears throat> I don't know, that'd be like an 80 or something or whatever. But she was just like, something is better than nothing. Right. And I think the whole idea she was trying to impart was like, you should like, yeah, do things. To me, I was just like, okay. Some of it. Whenever I'm going to turn in homework, start just scribbling like crazy because I'm going to forget <laughs> it until like 10 minutes before the class. Just put things down. Anything's better than nothing. If I get a 30... That's way yeah. better than yeah, zero. Totally. Um, so I don't think that was what she was going for, but it's this I so bring this back to climbing, like it's this idea of ignoring perfect. So yeah, maybe I'm not perfectly warmed up in the morning to do core and it would be better if I did it right after climbing. But man, I just wasn't gonna get it done consistently where this got it done. Yeah. Like and Yeah, I, the the degree of flexion in your elbow that's most important when you're doing isometric hangs doesn't matter if you're only doing half of the workouts Mm -hmm. you know it's more important to do a few more workouts so don't get into the weeds and something's better than nothing for sure yeah imperfect action is way better than perfect inaction perfect action is better than imperfect action imperfect okay yeah okay do shit yeah, do shit. Yeah. Do little, shit. little and often over the long haul, to quote Dan John, since we're since we're doing that. Um, how about we take a break, and then when we come back, uh, we can put each other on the spot a little bit. I don't like this. <laughs> Tough break. break. Hey, everybody. Chris here. Since it's a new year and it's our second birthday, we're going to try to start 2018 off on the right foot by reaching for our goals, and we'd love your help. We're about to lay out some of the things we hope to accomplish this year, and you can help us jump started in two different ways. Number one, sign up for the newsletter. We're still deliberating on the name. We hope to have it to you monthly in 2018. You can sign up right there in your show notes in your podcast app, or go to powercompanyclimbing.com, click on the banner up top. I'm personally not a big fan of tons of extraneous emails, so we aren't going to be filling up your inbox. Don't worry about that. Number two, I've recently started recording short episodes detailing my own process as I work my way back to where I want to be. I'm putting those out on the We Scream Like Eagles podcast, the the patron-only podcast, and I'll be delivering that bi-weekly to the patrons. If you're interested in supporting the podcast and checking out those episodes, following along, watching me fall off the wagon, whatever it is. I don't know what's going to happen yet, but if you're interested, patreon.com slash powercompanypodcast, 
and you can get those episodes for as little as a dollar a month. And that support goes a long way in keeping this podcast going. Thanks a ton, and back to the show. Okay, we have returned. Um, do you want to share some goals? You don't have to. You don't have to. I'm going to because it's what I do. Um, but how about life goal, work goal, climbing goal? Whoa. That's big, and I'm just throwing that at you because I know we hadn't discussed this at all. But um, I'll start. And life goal, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to keep that one to myself. <laughs> Making that one Great private. start. <laughs> you can re- you reserve the right to do that as well. Okay. So if you want to keep those things to yourself, that's that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Or am I doing life goal now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to do all three. Life goal. Uh, you can choose for all three to be private as well if you want to. Uh, yeah, this is going to be mm-hmm. a great summation to our podcast. <laughs> and we're not sharing a thing. Goodbye. Um <laughs> Was it life goal? Would you say business goal? And then, yep, life goal, business goal, climate goal. I'm going to do business first, so I can think on life, okay. business. So my goal for this last year, and now that it's December, I'm super excited. Um, my goal is to only coach and only work for power company mm-hmm. because in 2016 I had seven different forms of employment. Mm, wow. Um, yeah, taxes were fun. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, man, that's just what I've done for a long time. Is I've always just like bounced a lot of jobs around and kind of just done that. And so I was like, okay, like I want to go all in. I want to be a coach full time. Like, and it's now December eighth, and it uh, looks like I'm gonna make it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I did the same thing this year. This is my first year where coaching was my full time gig. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I'll go ahead and say another business goal because okay. uh, I've been slacking on this. Uh, we are going to have, what is it, like monthly newsletter. Newsletter. Hallelujah. I've I have been, that written down on my notebook. I've right been here, saying actually. I was going to start a newsletter for, oh, 2017. So yep. I'll go ahead and say it now. I don't like it, but that's it. <laughs> we'll start the newsletter. Um, so those are... That was my business goal this last year, and yeah. that's mine for the next year. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think um, I've got some really specific business goals as well, and and I've got one that's a little more vague, um, but all of these will sort of build up to that bigger vague goal. Um, I had newsletter written down here, so I'm glad you just took that one off my hands. <laughs> um, and a couple of my goals that, that have been loose goals and I'm going to make them a little more concrete right now is that I want to get the ebooks updated, you know, the ebook training plans. I want those to be updated. I want video links to all of the exercises. I want to add some of our movement drills in instead of just saying technique practice, because I think that's a cop out uh, that a lot of coaches use. Mm-hmm. Practice your technique. Well, what the fuck does that mean? I mean, so you know, we're going to tell people what it means. Skills only make up like mm-hmm. 75% of your rock climbing. Yeah, it's not know? that much. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to get those ebooks updated. I'm going to send out links to all the people who who have already bought ebooks that they get 
steep discounts on the updated versions. Um, so yeah, that's my that's a big one for me. I also want to get uh, our first book out, and you and I have been working on co-authoring a book for quite a while, and I think it, that's going to come out in relatively early 2018. So those are a couple of my really specific goals. Um, and then overall, I just want to work on getting better systems and structures in place for the business. I can't make that a specific goal because honestly, I really don't know what that means at this point. You know, I know it's something I need to work on and something I need to learn about and probably hire someone to do uh, administrative work that takes up a lot of my time. But again, I don't really know what that means. So right now that's a pretty vague goal. Um, and I think we should check in from time to time on these these business goals because all the people listening are affected in some way by these. So we'll definitely be checking back. And, and I can hopefully narrow that goal down, the systems and structures and streamline things a little bit. So right that's, my, that's my business goals. Cool. Um, let's go ahead and move on to climbing goals, I guess. You're just skipping over life. I'm just, I may take a pass. I'll keep <laughs> thinking on it. Okay. I took a pass, so you're totally welcome to. Um, um, climbing goals. Yeah. So for me, my climbing goal is... First off, where are you at right now? And then let's talk about the goal. Currently, I'm in Knoxville. <laughs> Climbing-wise, are you? do you feel like you've been climbing really well? I mean, I'll just go ahead and put it out there. You've been crushing shit lately. Um, it's been interesting, and it's actually been really exciting for me. So I feel like I had an odd year. Ah, life goal is going to be work-training balance. Like, even, okay. Not even so much just balance, but just figuring out. I feel like this year I was trying to figure out like how to be on the road, how to balance things and figure out when to do what. And so I'll just tie it into climbing. Now I feel like after this last season, I just climbed in the red and I spent mm, four or five days in the new this fall. Um, and man, it was cool. Like I'd say my preparation in some ways were really good and in a lot of ways were terrible. Like okay. terrible simply being in that I had done other things in the past that I hadn't realized they had worked so well. And I just wasn't finding a good balance this year. But like on paper, I had my best season ever. Um, right. So that was really cool. Like I was able to climb harder sport routes than I ever have in much harder styles. And it was kind of cool looking at it and being like, oh, like I have just this one tool of my toolkit that's like well honed right now, but all these other things are woefully terrible. And I kind of had this realization of like, I don't need to get like, I don't need to be a better boulder. Like this is all for me to be like my motivation now is to start returning back to sport climbing. Okay. Like I don't need to be a better boulder than I've ever been. Like I don't need to have better power endurance than I've ever had. I don't need better power. I don't need better strength. I don't need better endurance than I've ever had before. But what I need is to be able to get those all, man, if I can get those all to like, get several of those attributes up at once. Yeah. If I get several of them up to like 85, 90%, like I'll be in a really good place. And so for me, my goal for this next year is, is to start being 
having more of that well-rounded approach and saying like, okay, like how can I build these all up? Cause I've definitely gone, even though I've tried to be more well-rounded, it's just been difficult. Um, As it is. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's hard spinning all the plates at once, but, uh, or keeping them all spinning. But I feel like something kind of clicked in me this fall and I was like, oh, like this is the obvious, the next step finally became obvious for me. Um, and so, yeah, I'm working on kind of building that process now of like, what am I going to do? And, uh, for me, my goal is sport climbing next year and trying to be, have all those attributes being well-rounded at the same time. Okay. Uh, Is there a goal route that would require all of those attributes? Wouldn't you like to know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes, there are goal routes. There are goal rock climbs. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, okay. You'll know whenever I have some sort of enigmatic statement on Instagram and a photo of me on it, and you can just assume <laughs> that's me sending. Yeah. And that will frustrate Rachel Avalone to no end. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, Rachel. Um, okay. My climbing goals are a little more concrete. Um, though I think I can, I can make those even more concrete. Um, and right now, I just don't know what that is because I'm still relatively new to lander climbing. Um, and that's where I'll be for most of the year. But my goals are, I would like to climb three to five 13 pluses because I've basically not really sport climbed since I did Transworld and had my shoulder surgery. Hmm. Um, I've done a handful of 13As. I might have done a couple 13Bs. Oh, I definitely did. Yeah. A couple of hard bouldery Bs. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um but otherwise, I really haven't done much pushing and sport climbing. So being in Lander, relatively new area, has always been my anti-style. I would like to do some 13C, 13D, three to five of those. Nice. And I have a few um, that I would really like to do. Uh, Atomic Stetson, Atomic Cal. Um, are definite goals. I've put some time into Stetson and every single time I seem to get injured doesn't this, I don't get injured on the route necessarily, but I go skateboarding and fuck myself up and can't climb anymore. So, and I lose a partner for the summer. Yeah. So every time I feel like I'm close, I keep doing something to tank that. So we'll uh, try not to do that this time. And then there's a route called gangbusters out at, uh, at Wolf point that I tried in the past that I, I tried one time the one of the days that I was out there and I think I could do that one. So uh, those are definite three more concrete goals. Um, and then I would like to climb V11. I, I don't even know what the, the V11s are around Lander. Um, yeah, I don't know many at all. So that goal is going to be a little bit tougher and I haven't completely completely come up with the, the system of things. Um, that may end up being a goal that I move to 2019 if I don't get much bouldering time in. I don't know. I need to talk to the lander people, and this is something I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to BJ and Kyle and 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 Charlie and Alex and these guys and try to figure out when the bouldering season really is and what the likelihood of getting out to the boulders really is. And then I'm going to build my work schedule and training schedule around that. So I'm going to prioritize getting out to the boulders and trying V11. Um, yeah. So those are my, 
those are my goals. And maybe the next time we check in, I'll have a more concrete V11. You know, I'll tell you this is the one I want to do if I can find one. So we'll see. Right on. Ah, I'll have one more thing to my climbing goals, and that's to spend more time climbing with people who are sight and that I enjoy climbing with on the same project. Yeah, um, that's a good one for sure. Because I'd say that's uh, <laughs> that was a huge one for me this year. I got to climb a lot with a good buddy of mine, uh, Eddie Avalone. Mm-hmm. And we're similar build, but very different climbing styles. And dude's just really sight. And man, I think we both had like a good season because of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's just... It, for me, like the people I climb with make such a huge difference. I mean, not only in performance, but man, it's just, it's fun. It's nice being around people you enjoy being around. Yeah, totally. Totally. And And that's, you know, that's something that, that I would like to spend more time doing that I haven't done much of is climbing with someone on the same project. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not an immediate goal because I know it's tough for me to do that. You know, when I, I climb with Annalisa, we're not working on the same things and climb with BJ, we're not working on the same things, <laughs> you know, so it's been tough for me over the years to try something with someone, um, but I really do like that process, um, and again, I could I could sit here and say that's my goal, but I know it's not realistic for me right now, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. Maybe I'll have to come to Lander a little bit. Yeah, you come to, well, we don't work on the same shit either. We could, some of the things. Yeah. So yeah, we, we can do. find something. Yeah. But again, that's not a big goal because that may not happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to say? You taking a pass on the life goal? Uh, I think I blended it into <clears throat> my climbing goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Find the balance. Yeah. And I, I think spending more time with good people is another good life goal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah I, can, I can tell you my immediate life goal. Get hmm. moved into this damned house. That's a good one. We we bought the house in I think September, and I haven't moved in yet. So that's my immediate life goal, and I think I'll accomplish that in 2017. So that won't be my 2018 goal. All right. So I've got one last thing, and this is on goal selection, and that's Mm -hmm. just pick goals that make you better. To where even if you fail at this goal, like you're still succeeding. Yeah, and make you psyched. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Don't pick a grudge goal. God, yeah. Well, yeah. So, I mean, if your goal is like, I want to climb, you know, 10, 13 pluses, or like, oh, she's using an example, like, you want to climb 5, 13 pluses in this next year, like, even if you only hit four, I mean, that's still huge. That'll be the most you've done, and yep. you'll be a better climber for it. Yep, totally. So, yeah, that's. Yeah, I think that's important. Make yourself better. Yes. That's why we're here. All right. And uh, we are here. And you can find us elsewhere. Um, you guys probably know where. The Instagrams, the Facebooks, Pinterests. I need to start looking at Pinterest and see what the <laughs> hell Pinterest is. Because I never know. Um, that's not a business goal, though. So may not happen in 2018, people. It's not a goal. It's not getting um, done. It is also not a business goal to get on the Twitters. Because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. <laughs> This time, 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 this time